I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. The podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hi, how are you? Good afternoon. How you going? Thank you for spending uh, part of your Tuesday with us, with Dr. Mike Gustafson and Clint Scott. I'm Aaron Dickens. We're joining you today until 5.30. We'll have coverage of the Texas Rangers coming up at that time as they continue their series against the Blue Jays. A big win for the Rangers last night. Uh, look to get more of those uh, beginning tonight. North of the border on Double T 97.3. Again, 5.30 is when that pregame coverage starts. Astros on 100.7 the score today after the high school fan zone, which uh, that will start at 7 o'clock. Gus, how you going? I am doing pretty good, pretty good. Plowing through a Tuesday. Yep. Well, kind of a uh, – yeah, so uh, just uh, anxiously looking ahead. Saw the uh, – went home last night and watched uh, – had that Rangers game going, and they – Fortunately for them, they made a uh, debacle of it kind of midway through with the big Grand Slam that kind of iced that game. But, uh, yeah, just looking at the standings today. Hey, Clint, the alarm's going off. Come on, Clint. Uh, yeah, I, the uh, we, we remain true. Rangers uh, tied, excuse me, half game back, half game ahead of Seattle, half game back of Toronto. I mean, right smack in the middle of it. Um Talked about that yesterday. There's probably the three teams for those last two wild cards. So that's probably safer to say there's four teams for three slots, including the uh, AL West division, Houston right now, America's team, a couple games ahead. What do you think that. the odds are that all three AL West teams make it'd be, the playoffs? It'd be, an, it'd be interesting. Probably a little um, – probably a little uh, – that could be a bit difficult in the sense that um, – let's see, yeah – I mean, it could happen. The, the, the problem we've got is, right. is the amount of head-to-head sure. coming up. Um, yeah, you know, the Rangers, um, Rangers now to the point that, uh, um, you know, they're, they're in game two. This is a four-game. It's a seven-game road trip, four in Toronto, three in Cleveland. They come home for three against Boston. And then they start that, you know, seven of their last ten are with Seattle here and there. Right. Or there. And, no, I think it's here and there. Of course, near, for, far, wherever yeah. you are, and for the for the uh, for Seattle, they're they're ten last. Thing. The, the Rangers have three in there with the the Angels for the for Seattle. They've got Houston mm-hmm. sandwich in there, and so it really is. Uh, it, it'd probably be a little improbable, and Baseball Reference does sort of running probabilities on that, so we could probably look this up. But it's uh, it's uh, fun stuff. Fun stuff that when it when it's this tight and it's in the division and the two teams that we uh, have on this year uh, radio property, I'm digging it. You know, I was I was uh, waiting out a uh, a potential rain <laughs> delay yesterday evening at uh, <clears throat> Cooper Middle School. Game wasn't played. If anybody was curious, um, seventh grade football. Yeah, yep. big time stuff. And uh, football, yeah, no, it was. And uh, <laughs> lo and behold, I checked my phone and Micah Hudson 
yeah. commits to Texas Tech. Five-star wide receiver, a, a consensus five-star uh, across every kind of recruiting network, a consensus top 10 prospect in the 2024 class, easily the highest-ranked, highest-rated, uh, you know, highest-regarded recruit uh, that you've had committed to your program in more than 25 years. I mean, probably talking back to Byron Hanspard, maybe, in terms of um, you, you know how coveted he was. And the the, the funny thing, Gus, is like it, this really isn't a surprise Mm-mm. in the in the kind of the the micro sense. We, we we've known that Tech has led for Micah Hudson for months. I can go ahead and tell you now that like Rivals.com had a story written, ready to go, um, about Hudson's commitment, and they've had that ready since June 25th, right? Um, and I'm sure that other, I'm sure that 24/7 and on three, and I'm sure that the other kind of folks that cover this are, are pretty similar in that regard because it, it's it's thought to have been just like on the cusp for months. Mm-hmm. And so in that sense, it wasn't a surprise. It was kind of like, oh, okay, kind of a random just, you know, time um, for him to ultimately pull the trigger. But welcome news by you know, you any stretch. Um, but on, the, on a kind of a bigger picture, on a macro scale, it's, this is the first time you've had a high school five-star prospect on your commitment list. Right? I mean, this is, you're one of the very few Power 5 programs um, that hasn't signed a high school five-star. Hopefully that ends here in uh, three months. But that was that was great news yesterday. Holy smoke. Yeah, it was. Um, and and I, I don't know the timing of this, but were uh, ha- had it w- would it have taken place Saturday night amid a uh, post-game celebration or, you know, had they beaten Oregon? I don't know. But it's uh, regardless when we, like you said, you back away from this a little bit. Coach McGuire's guys get a top 30 class last year for the first time in 10 years or more, whatever. And then you put this guy up there, you put it on the heels of the Will Hammond commit and his Elite 11. Right. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's gathering some eyeballs. Um, it, it's, uh, you know, and, and his – I mean, he, he's the kind of player that uh, – about whom – you might say, and I don't know this for a fact, but I'm sure he could probably step right in and contribute on this team. And and that's less of a knock against the the current guys and more just how skilled he is. But there's probably room in that eight eight receiver rotation to get him some reps now. And and uh, that th- that'll happen from time to time. That I remember in 2019 is like, man, this that Cal Conley guy over there. If he was here, he'd be playing short, and Josh would be back at third, and da 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 da. You know, like th- those kind of things that. Uh, you know, can happen from time to time, but man, this dude's a special kind of guy, and it's the sort of game breaker. You mentioned, you said something yesterday about how somebody like somebody like this, you didn't use his name, but your your example was about somebody that can cover up other people's mistakes. Yeah, like exactly, yeah. like somebody like that Crabtree can, did, and sure, others. Yeah, that if you're facing third and fifteen, he can solve that problem for you uh, with with just by out talenting. Uh, the person next to him and just making a play. Crabtree did that a ton mm-hmm. for the Red Raiders. Um, you know, you think of that fourth and whatever it was against Nebraska yeah. in 2008. Um, you know, Quentin, Quentin Johnston was that guy for TCU mm-hmm. last year. I mean, how many times did he bail them out? Travis Hunter is kind of being that guy for Colorado. Um, 
you, you haven't had one of those guys in a while, and you will next year. And, you know, I don't know. It's probably not fair to put all that on him as a true freshman right. um, a year from ahead. now, but you the bet. potential is there for him to be just a freak. More Tech Talk next. <clears throat> It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double D 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey, how you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Gus and Clint. I'm Aaron. We're joining you today until 530. We'd love to get your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at Double T 97.3.com. Scott asks, this do you think that the Micah Hudson commit will help us with quarterback recruits as well? Well, we got the one. I mean, in general, I, I would say that this this uh I mean Will Hammond's the guy in that class. They probably it probably didn't hurt in the recruiting of Hudson to have Hammond locked up and I agree. vice versa. Now, as far as in next year's class and beyond, I, I would think I, I would think that the less uh, specific to quarterback and more just in general, this just elevates the entire conversation. Good players looking and go, Hey, what, what's, uh, what's up with that? You know, and you know, a, 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 a staff that's really good at recruiting drawings, renderings, construction, $230 million there, uh, you know, cause, cause for, cause for interest and excitement. Good players attract good players. Yeah, I think I think you nailed it. I think that Hudson Hudson is the second best or best prospect in Texas for this class, right? That to to put it in context, of all of the high school football players that are playing their senior years of high school right now, he is thought to be the best player or the second best player in the entire state of Texas. This isn't Rhode Island. Right or Delaware or Wyoming, too soon. Um, he he is one of the two best players in this state of Texas in high school football uh, of the seniors, and I think that when you know if you end up signing him, because still, I mean, who knows all what can happen? Um, that makes people take notice, right? Like, oh, well, I mean, if if Micah Hudson went there. Must be worth checking out. And I think that maybe that helps, you know, crack open the door a bit more with, um, you know, other blue chip caliber prospects. Um, you know, if you look at the the caliber of prospects they're in on for the 2025 class, it's loaded. Like, it's a lot of, re- for, for as crappy as these last two Saturdays have been, and they've been really crappy, um, that will get you pumped up about what's next, what's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, a broader, longer trend line than sure. just the prisoner of the moment zero and two start. Yeah. Um, do 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 I think that to answer the question, you know, because Scott did ask this question this way, do I think that it will help with quarterback recruits? It won't hurt. Um, for the most part, a lot of the twenty twenty five quarterbacks have already kind of been picked over, at least in Texas. Uh, Tech has. Pursued two of them. Uh, they've both committed other places. Even uh, uh, Sawyer Anderson, who's Donnie Anderson's grandson, 
I think, I think I have that right. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to Purdue. And so I think that from what I understand from reading people that cover this a lot you know, closer than I do, Tech might just kind of be done with quarterback for next year's class and just kind of ride into 2026. I'm a little bit um, apprehensive about that because that was one of the things that I think sunk Cliff Kingsbury's battleship ultimately. Um, but, you know, you, you have Will Hammond on the way. You have Jake Strong, who's a freshman. Baron Morton, um, you know, has has years left to play. So you're, you're covered there. There's always the portal if if, if need be. But, uh, yeah, it, the Hudson thing is gigantic. Yeah, it seems like you would really – I mean, it, it seems like that's a – you know, the M.O., and you would know this better than me, but the M.O. is to get a quarterback in each class, but probably to really hit with a quarterback in every, at least every other class. Uh, you know, just to, because especially in this day – it's probably harder than ever to hang on, hang on to a bunch of them if they're all stacked on top of each other year by year by year. Uh, you know the the sunny, the days of Sonny coming and Cody Hodges and those guys waiting four years to to get their one year. Uh, yeah, it's maybe that may be a little tough. And uh, that almost seems like more foreign as we like every every year that passes. <laughs> that seems more and more just bizarre. And it probably they were able to do that. Yeah, and it, and it probably didn't hurt that I think both of those guys were walk-ons. Definitely Sonny was, right? Like an, an invited. Was, yeah. yeah <laughs> Hodges might have been signed. But, uh, but yeah, the, and the, obviously a couple West Texas kids there that, that knew they weren't coming in and competing for the start. You know, probably could probably both can tell you about, you know, that, that freshman year when they went in there and looked at the depth chart that they were there, they were sixth or whatever. Yeah, on page two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's, you know, it's, I get it. It's part of the deal. You, you kind of walk in and go, you know, at the very least, even in the second base, third base conversations that I was in, you go, man, there's like four or five guys here. You know, like you just, you just realize we're not in high school anymore, which, you know, not that, not that you need that explained to you, but when it's written down on the sheet up there hanging on the wall, you go, oh, crap. We're, we got a little – this is going to – you know, there's very few of us that walk in and just Josh Young the thing go, hey, boys, sure. scoot over. Hopefully that's Micah Hudson next year. Absolutely. Well, please, yes. Uh, this from Team Money 806. Uh, who's Will Hammond's backup coming in? Because surely that will be the next Ferrari in the garage. Laughing emoji. <laughs> Someone else says, I will bet my ridiculous government sal- uh, salary – I almost said salad – Government salary that Hudson won't finish his career at Texas Tech. Ooh, uh, asparagus. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's someone saying that he's going to transfer someplace else, which, you know, is always possible in this day and age. It's also possible that he just doesn't finish his career like Pat didn't finish, like Antoine West didn't finish, like QT didn't finish. Like a three-year like three finish. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that would seem more probable. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we think about these players in the way that you'd think about a baseball player, but, you know, and going, hey, you got three years. But with a player of this ilk at that position, I, I would, uh, if everything goes right and it's healthy and productive, three years, it's it's probably just three years. And yeah. you probably go in knowing that. Yeah. And it's I mean, you're not, not a bad problem. You're not redshirting have. him. No. Someone says this uh, as a sixth year senior, you would fully expect. Shuck to fully understand the offense, manage the game, eliminate negative plays, and have very few turnovers. Can we honestly say that we have seen any of that? Um, I mean, I 
it's up to you to decide, I think, whether you think he understands the offense. I think that from a, a classroom perspective, I, I think I have every reason to think that he understands it. I don't think he's confused by the playbook. I think even the most kind of the, the loudest shuck detractors can acknowledge that. Now, translating that level of understanding to the football field is probably different um, and, and you know much easier said than done. Um, there's been a lot of there was a lot of audio yesterday about um, you know this conversation this this quarterback conversation and you know both coaches offensive coach and head coach both yeah this this in the this in the conversation I mean you know we can certainly have it but the did they give us like special permission yeah yeah I think the uh, the the thought that everyone's uh, just on the edge of their seat watching you know getting ready for the the Ferrari warm up over there uh I'd, it's you know everyone's an injury away speaking of injured quarterbacks how about four plays in last night four or five plays in season ender may that may be a career under two uh, Rogers thirty nine. Yeah, that's not no. That's, that's a tough one to come back from. The, the ACL might be easier to than than that than that Achilles. My gosh, uh, at his age. But how about that? I mean, what a storyline! Just uh, you know, hard knocks, the whole deal. Just New York. You know, everything's a little bit louder in New York City with all the people there and all of that. All of those highballs, and I mean. By the time you settle into your seat and go, oh yeah, hey, that game started. Wait, what? I, I flipped it on and I was it was like eleven minutes left in the first quarter and Zach Wilson's under quarterback and I'm going, oh, what Wait, just is happened? Still preseason? I did. I one hundred. <laughs> I knew it wasn't preseason, but I was like, uh oh, something happened here. I thought maybe it was in warm ups, but golly, more tech talk next. podcast put together with red raider fans in mind this is the tech talk podcast from double t 97.3 presented by cantex roofing and construction hi how are you good afternoon it's tech talk on double t 97.3 and double t 97.3.com gus and clint i'm aaron we're joining you today until 5 30 we'd love to hear what you have to say on the yates flooring center chat line at double t 97.3.com uh, this person says, am I the only person tired of the crazy train song at the stadium? When did this start? Let's move on. LOL. Uh, Bullfighter has this. I wonder what Jake Strong thinks about all of this. Will he stick around? Um, I don't see why he wouldn't. Um, I mean, like, f- you would almost, I mean, not even almost, you will, You would always prefer a team full of five stars over a team full of three stars, period, full stop, end of sentence. Uh, but the, the, the college football is littered with players, past, present, and future, that were ranked four-star this or five-star that, that didn't piss a drop. You know, I mean, look at look at the quarterback starting at Rice right now, JT Daniels, five star. Right, he was offered scholarships when he was in eighth grade, went to USC, transferred to Georgia, transferred to West Virginia, couldn't cut it at any of those stops, ended up at Rice. Um, Scotty Young was a four star blue chip 
like top 200 prospect in the country. He you know played for Denton Ryan, a big time high school program. Couldn't couldn't cut it here. Ended up going to La Tech and didn't couldn't cut it there either. Um, you know the the DJ Uyunglele couldn't crack it at Clemson. I mean, the list goes on and on. So I, if if you're Jake Strong, um. Will Hammond having four stars next to his name doesn't it shouldn't mean anything to mm-hmm. you. I uh yeah, and I, I uh you know, this time next year he'll be number two. I mean he'll be the number two guy at least with regard to someone that's been through a couple of years and spring trainings and 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 those type things. So, you know, I don't know if he's gonna get anointed as a Ferrari, how soon that'll happen, but he you know, he uh yeah, I, I would think it's a little too soon just to see a guy's name. I, I would I would question what he's made of if if he sees a guy's name in a signing class and is like, I'm I'm getting in the portal. I'm out right. of here. Like I mean I, that there's there would have to be way more involved uh and for me to be satisfied with his place in the pecking order and all that if he's just punting you know, if he's just out going, oh man, you signed a guy, a four star here. Yeah. That that's the essence of it. I use my pitiful little examples of when I played baseball in the late '80s. But every year, looking the looking the signing class deal, which would be in like the newspaper, and go, oh, they didn't stop signing infielders because I'm here. I mean, and you know, there's kind of a little like, okay, I don't know who this dude is, but he's coming for my, you know, and eventually your teammates and you're rooting for each other and all that. But there's a you know, there's always going to be competition. Yeah, and, and if there's not, I mean, if there's not somebody good coming behind you, you got problems. But you know, hopefully, it it pushes everyone to better performance. But he he probably knows that he's here again. You know, who knows? Once once the younger guy passes the older guy on the depth chart, if Hammond comes in and does that immediately, then yeah, the the Texers, you know, that there's pretty good chance that uh, you know one of them's going. You know, but I. We're hopefully hopefully that's not happening anytime soon. Well, and I mean from a from a program standpoint too. I mean you, you are you are incentivized to not. I mean it it benefits you if you don't have to use Hammond as the number two backup next year, right? Because right? that way you can redshirt him. Mm-hmm. Um, this person says in the Yates Flooring Center chat line, one of the more impressive things about the Hudson recruitment is his proximity to Texas. Being from Temple, Tech will get critiqued for losing out on kids from West Texas, but you never hear about kids in other schools' backyards getting poached by Tech. Yeah, the uh, and his dad, Desmond Royal, was a football player here. I think Desmond and I are exactly the same age, but you know, it, it's nice to have a guy with you know a, a guy with a son that that's coming here. That's not just true for football but across all sports but it's it's like the that that system's working well and it takes way more than just you know a, a cool letter winner's tent for you know pre-games and stuff this whole deal this micah hudson deal when you hear him talk about it or him at least post about it on social has everything to do with the relationships and that's what you talked about yesterday it's it's way deeper than you know the sack full of nil money and and those type things for a kid like this and uh you know, I, I think it's awesome. I, I think it's awesome, and it's made even better by the fact that it's Desmond's son, and and he's going to be here too. Uh, somebody asked, I wonder how much NIL money it took to get him. I, I'm sure that he's going to get paid something. Um, 
if that's on top of the team-wide deal, who knows? Um, obviously, a lot of that stuff is opaque. No one's going to really come out and talk about it. Um, you know, but whatever it was, money well spent. I don't think that this was simply just a bidding war. I, I'm not. I'm not naive enough to think that those situations don't exist. I don't think that that happened here. Um, you know, I could be wrong. Again, I I don't think we'll ever know. Um, but I I to your point, I think that this was more about relationships than it was about shiny cars on visits or outbidding another program for NIL or, or whatever. Which is a good sign. Um, it's it's a sign of something that's probably uh, uh, easily repeated in terms of uh, really good people that are good at the recruiting game and good at the relationships game. Um, that's uh, as opposed to just going out and, like you, you said, you know, just – uh, a fill in a bag full of money with NIL. Not that that's not repeatable as well, but that there's probably more. Uh, there's a little more to grab grab onto, and and uh, you know, uh, there's a pretty solid foundation there. Uh, somebody says this. This has Namari Burnett written all over it. Jk, Jk. Well, again, another good example of you know, high school recruiting rankings not always being bulletproof. You know, on average, yeah. they're great. No, yeah. they they work, they track, but exceptions to every rule. Absolutely, but to the good and to the bad, the five star that misses and the two star or the three star that becomes a star. I mean, we're sitting here, we've got ESPN muted here in the in the room, and uh, they're talking about the success of Brock Purdy. You know, Mister Irrelevant. I mean, you think about that. That's that's. Two guys, two quarterbacks in that draft. The one they traded half the, half the they moved Moon and Stars to get, who's now the Cowboys' backup, and then the other guy they threw in at the end of the draft. The guy they threw at the end of the draft is the hit, and I'm not saying Trey Lance is the miss, but he lost his job to the guy that almost Mister Irrelevant. I mean, and you know, there's nothing about us watching Purdy play against Tech that made you go. I mean, he looked like a solid college quarterback. Yeah. Somebody's going to give him a chance. I don't think it was. You never thought future NFL starting right. quarterback. Yeah. And 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 as productive as he's been, and uh, you know that that position has just enough magic in it that I mean, it it does come back to sort of the hashtag sports. You know, there's a little bit of mystery in all of this, and uh, um, you know, it's it it it's it's why we like it because there's there's improbability involved. More tech talk next. The podcast that finishes your workday in a very Red Raider way. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hi, how are you? Good afternoon. It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Gus and Clint. I'm Aaron. We're joining you today until 5.30. We'll have coverage of the Texas Rangers at that time as they continue their series against the Toronto Blue Jays. First pitch around 6 o'clock. We get this in the Yates Flooring Center chat line. You too can weigh in at DoubleT973.com. Someone asks, isn't the NFL historically uh, a higher percentage of three stars than anything else? Uh, Yes, because there are more three stars than four stars or five stars by a significant amount. I mean, I can't speak for 24-7 or on three. Rivals 
usually goes about 32 deep in five stars every year. Right. And maybe 200 to 254 stars. And then everyone else is some flavor of three star for the most part. Or just a lot more three stars. Yeah, that's a and that's an important um that's an important factor there. Um because it, there there was some writing about that last year. Maybe I don't remember if it was Pro Bowl or something that was that, that was covering this very fact. And uh but it, it, I think it left that out. I mean, or at least I, I guess the article was was uh, or the thing that I had read was was you know comping the number of fives to fours to threes, but I think failed to account for just the the pure pool of all three. Yeah, I mean, if you look, consider it this way, I think it, if you are a five star prospect, odds are very good, very good that you will be on an NFL roster, mm-hmm. right? You might not be some Pro Bowl player. You might not last more than a couple of seasons. You might not be a first-round draft pick. But odds are you're going to be in the NFL. And um, I, I think the odds drop off quite a bit from five to four and then a big-time drop from four to three. You know, So you might have a one in 500 chance. I'm just pulling that number yeah, out of sure. my rear end. No, to be in the NFL as a as a three star prospect and maybe a one in two fifty chance as a four star, and then like a, I don't know, I don't know, eight out of ten chance. I don't know. This and the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, I'm not sure what uh, kid on Slovis was rated uh, coming out of high school, but he's now on his third team or more at BYU. Started at USC, then to Pitt, now at BYU. So it was, was actually a three star, as I remember, if I remember correctly. He took over uh, for Daniels when Daniels got hurt at USC. Bobby Hot Dog says this: uh, AD Howard, Silas, and Linda today. Are you going to get them little candy corn costumes for Halloween? <laughs> actually, no. Uh, there's oh, a wow. there's a decent chance. Get ready, that- Clint. A decent chance that Friday we are uh, oh my. done with uh, here, Linda here. and Silas. Here we go. They might be getting dropped off at the animal shelter uh, for good. So, fingers crossed. Uh, this in the chat line. Uh, who cares who, what, or how we landed him? We landed him. Now let's keep him and hope for a solid feature with him in red and black. I yeah. Mean, oh, yeah. We can't talk about it? Uh, this in the H flooring center chat line. Uh, do you guys think that we should emulate the Cowboys a bit with the under center approach? I mean, I'd love if you would approach or, or kind of adopt the 40 nothing win approach to the Cowboys. Like if you did that for the next, I don't know, Month, 10 games, yeah. that'd be great. That'd be great. Yeah. I mean, maybe I should like write coach McGuire and suggest that. <laughs> Put that on a on a note card at Rudy's on Thursday. <laughs> what do you think about a ten and zero run? Hey, coach, have y'all thought about beating teams forty to nothing like the Cowboys? Just a thought. Forty point win seems like a good idea. This on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, I heard there could be a little drama with Micah, which is the case with lots of five stars. I mean, I think there's potential drama with. Virtually every recruit. I haven't heard of anything specific with Micah, and and frankly, I think he's one of the more um, low key, under the radar 
um, high-profile prospects that I can remember. Now, I'm, I don't follow all of them nationwide, but he's not very uh, you know frequently chatting with reporters. Uh, he's not blowing up Twitter with, hey, this is my top 20 list. This is my top 18 list. This is my top 17 list. Um, you know, it's kind of like the, uh, you know, you hear the, Oh, well you would, you would spin through a million dollars a lot faster than you would think. Well, I'd like to find out. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine how many four wiener meals you could eat with a million dollars? Quad wings. <laughs> Quad wings. Yeah. That's a good, that's going to stick. I saw that he's a four sport athlete. Really? I know. Now I got to find that. Uh, I read it, but I didn't mark it. You know, and that's maybe this is kind of uh, me looking for more positives out of this deal. But I think generally, for for someone like that who doesn't, they don't need to play track, right? They don't need to play basketball or whatever the other sports are, right? I would their their future is assured. I mean, they're they're again a top ten football prospect. They didn't just kind of like sneak up on anybody. So to me, that kind of speaks to some competitiveness and some desire to like stay busy. I wonder if he's. Uh, wonder what the prospects of him arriving in January to campus are. Uh, if he's a really committed, loves high school basketball, you know, situation, then he may not be here. But I, I don't. I mean, if he's really committed to that in his high school situation, of all the kids that might say, "Hey." stay in high school and enjoy the high school experience i don't know that it's going to set him back a lot whereas someone else who's a little more developmental the sooner they can get to campus and get in the weight room and get in the you know i don't i'm not saying he wouldn't be helped by that but i could see where he might go i'm gonna sign in december i'll see y'all on well, memorial day position could play a role into that too right like you would i think no matter what ranking you would want a quarterback to be here as early as possible absolutely any kind of lineman hey i mean day one weight room welcome get yep. used to it uh training table get used to it but with the receiver with the db um you know with a running back probably well you know what i take that back running back i don't know i think you want to get them up to date on pass pro very very quickly um that yeah. might take some time but for a receiver, for a DB, that probably, like you said, that transition. What what position is that for baseball? Like what's what's the what's the least and most like the the ends of that spectrum? Yeah, it's a good good question. I would think um, I would think the things in the middle of the field, certainly catcher and probably shortstop, second base are the ones that would you know that you would hate to uh, not have someone part of the preparation and just the pickoff plays and the infield play and the bunt coverages and stuff whereas opposed to maybe certainly outfield and corner outfields just roll the ball out and play probably i mean there's a certain aspect of that um you know maybe less so than what you're saying it's the catchers probably the ones that need the most time this has been the tech talk podcast presented by cantex roofing and construction check out our library of double t 97.3 podcasts at double t 97.3.com